0: Hey, this is Jonathan, and I'm here in the Aqua Alta bookshop in Venice, Italy. This is one of the most iconic bookshops in the world. I'll take, you, I'll take you on a little tour, and you'll you'll see why in just a minute. But I thought that this would be a really appropriate place to discuss free speech is not free by Rouge v so this book begins with a treatise on free speech by quintus curtius and he makes a really important point in this treatise that we assume incorrectly that the nature of the world is just to get freer and freer and that the nature of society is just to progress in becoming uh, more and more liberal and open and positive and healthy over time. We see the tremendous quality of life for humans across the world in the past hundred years, very very vividly via grainy old photographs shaky newsreel and newspaper clippings and we assume that it's just the nature of the world for things to get better and better but Quintus warns that progress is not our birthright associate the abstract idea of freedom with consumer choices and with the advent of new technologies making our lives more convenient and amusing. Since there's no sign of the Cambrian explosion of consumer options slowing anytime soon, the idea of freedom contracting is incomprehensible to a lot of people but Quintus writes time is as much a destroyer as a creator and perhaps more of the former than the latter he makes a good case that our society wobbles on a knife's edge and that there's a good chance that within our lifetimes human rights will regress I've I've believed for a long time, likewise, that human rights are antithetical to human nature. Human nature is evolutionary, of course, and prone to devolve into brutal competition. Human nature is a strong man, taking power, money, women, and resources from those he can by sword, law, or guile. Human nature is a tribe being fiercely unsympathetic to an outgroup. Human nature is a syndicate of elites depriving the common people of the fruits of their labor. Human nature is a dictator depriving his people of the ability to defend themselves from the dictator's overreaches. Human nature is a ruling narrative stifling and censoring dissenting voices. Human rights are not something that we deserve by default. They are a gift given to us by those who came before us, by those who paid a very steep cost for them in blood, sweat, tears, and ink, and they are something that's a duty of ours to maintain and pass on to the generations that come after us. Quintus writes, Rights once won do not remain won forever. He argues that free speech is the cornerstone of all the other human rights that we enjoy, and he comments upon the shoddy maintenance of this most foundational of rights by our institutions, writing, Are we progressing ever upwards in our tolerance of free speech and a free press? Or are there more subtle, insidious ways of stifling free speech? Freedom of speech and the press is an absolute necessity for any forward-moving society. The surveillance state is antithetical to the idea of freedom of speech. In the first Matrix movie, Morpheus tells Neo that 1999, was the peak of human civilization. And then after Neo takes the red pill, he discovers that while technology has advanced exponentially, he discovers that human freedom has been snuffed out nearly to the point of annihilation. And this is an analogy so apt for the delicacy of freedom of speech that this movie became the metaphor for men that are choosing to rise above their visceral desires and whims and revulsions to grasp the true fleeting nature of freedom. It's perhaps a bit of a conspiratorial premise that some are gonna call alarmist or fear-mongering, but the rest of the book is a memoir of the public demonization of Rushville, which clearly shows how the cultural left is strangling free speech. So the author is a internet entrepreneur writer, personal development guru, and nomadic pickup artist, which is kind of the same thing that I am. This is a lifestyle path that an increasing number of intelligent young men are choosing. And I'll say that this is because men have a evolutionary motivation to spread our seed to spread our genes and in the modern world of budget travel it's increasingly appealing to chase the skirts that lie beyond one's national borders and men also have a motivation to build something for generations past this meant you know building a family home, or it meant digging a well for your village, or maybe it meant working on an old Porsche or tinkering with an old Harley Davidson motorcycle. But for our generation, we find that same fulfillment in building websites and building online tribes that attract the like-minded. And so this means styling oneself into a personal development guru on the internet, which requires some technical aptitude. And it really requires becoming a internet entrepreneur to communicate effectively. And so people out there are going to call us douchebags for choosing this deviant lifestyle. I say, let them. But it's human nature to try to figure out ways to maximize hedonism while minimizing labor and all those people calling us douchebags would be doing the exact same thing given the option. The book follows the author as he does a speaking tour in several cities in Europe and North America which doesn't exactly sound outrageously scandalous, right? Plenty of personal development gurus and pickup artists do tours. However, Rushvi, in addition to being a, a pioneer of the deviant lifestyle, is a career courtier of scandal. He has an uncanny ability to piss off Loud people and he's a talented practitioner of the art of internet trolling because of his past writing in Canada the author becomes the target of a vicious media Scandal and I read this book while also reading trust me. I'm lying by Ryan Holiday and the Canadian outrage is a quintessential case study of how the fake news that the media manufactures becomes self-fulfilling prophecies that manifest as violence in the real world. And I do recommend reading these two books together. You can check out my review of Trust Me I'm Lying on my other YouTube channel for Limitless Mindset. In the end, free speech wins, and he's able to hold all of his meetups. The Canadian police don't throw him in jail, or he doesn't have any dramatic episodes in a courtroom, and the worst that the hysterical mob manages to do is throw a beer in his face. Quintus Curtius writes... What is now clear is that freedom of speech and the press exist merely as possibilities and not as the absolute rights that they should be. This book helped me to clarify my belief in extreme radical free speech, otherwise known as free speech. So barring exceedingly clear examples of where people are calling explicitly for violence, like say a mafia boss calling a hit. Barring these type of examples, unless we have radical free speech for everyone, the right is going to decline. And as a culture, unless we accept that hate preachers, neo-Nazis, really gratuitous gangster rap music, really bad comedians. Unless we accept that these people are going to have as much free speech as we do, we're going to see the right decline. And we're not going to have the power to ostracize and socially shame them and expose their bad ideas with our free speech. In the book, he includes a transcript of the speech that he gave at these meetups. This is the speech that sparked a a controversy from coast to coast of the the second largest country on Earth. And here's the crux of the speech. It's, It's quite interesting, actually. So at any other time in history, day-to-day life for the individual man was likely a tremendous struggle. He had to labor doing backbreaking work in a factory or a field for probably over 10 hours a day just to put a little bit of bread and soup on the table. He was in constant mortal danger of the tribe from over the next hill, invading his territory and killing him. And his his freedom of vocation and recreation was extremely limited to just a couple of options. And there was always a high likelihood that his country or his king would conscript him to go marching off in a suicidal war. Fast forward to modern day, and we see just a complete stark contrast to this in a man's life. We suffer from diseases of superfluous comfort, and we have decision fatigue from choosing in between so many different enjoyable ways to spend our time and out of boredom we invent risky sports and hobbies to participate in right but there was one thing that was exceedingly easy for the man of the past to do which was courting and marrying a good wife the hardness of life created all of the incentives for women to be very feminine, virtuous, and loyal. And women who didn't marry a similarly virtuous and hardworking man at a young age literally didn't have a good chance of survival. But there was one thing which was Very easy, in contrast, for the men of the past to do, which was finding and marrying a good woman. The hardness of life created all of the incentives for women to be very feminine, virtuous, and loyal. Women who didn't marry a similarly virtuous and hardworking men at a young age were literally not very likely to survive into adulthood. And so Rouche V makes the point, and this is the, the crux of the book right here, he makes the point that the kind of loyal, good women who were so prevalent in the past are now very rare and that the great struggle that men face in life is the tremendous holistic personal development task of becoming a man that can find and attract a unicorn. Uh, One of these rare women that's young and attractive with good character that is unspoiled by the Dysgenic cultural influences. Every time period has a sacrifice, and the sacrifice that we have to make is not food, is not work, is not living in filth, but it's quality relationships with women. It now takes hundreds of hours of game work and self improvement work to enter a sexual relationship with a girl who is good looking. Did your dad have to put in a hundred hours? Of game training and personal development to meet your mom my dad had to take a shower every day laughing and clapping is that enough now no he goes on to describe the modern-day necessity of learning the art of seduction their natural self will lead to reproductive failure without purposeful intervention that increases their attractiveness in the eyes of women Game is a collection of socially based tactics and reproducible behaviors that increase a man's sexual attractiveness to women. You can read the rest of the speech in the book. It's mostly not about clever tricks and ways to have one night stands with women that people meet in bars and nightclubs. It's mostly about hacks for long-term becoming a a, a very rare, excellent man that can enter a relationship with a rare, virtuous, loyal, feminine woman. That's it. That's the secret sentiment communicated at these meetups that so many people in Canada did so much, so ineffectively to prevent from happening. You may disagree with this sentiment. I'm not sure if I'm 100% on board with it either. But if you think about it, it's really a quite useful message. It's a call for personal development. It's a call for adapting oneself to the cultural challenges that you face. It's a call to rediscover the visceral human experience of being a man and unplugging from the technological and ideological matrix that surrounds us. And this brings me to a nuanced point, which is that there are false beliefs that can serve us very well. Like recently I was watching an interview with the philosopher and neuroscientist, Sam, Harris, and he was saying that libertarian free will is an illusion which is quite interesting libertarian free will is this idea that we have a choice as to our socio-economic position that we can choose to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and become a entrepreneur or a successful member, successful productive member of society, or we can be a homeless bum and that the choice is up to us. And Sam Harris makes a a pretty good case against this, actually. And after listening to a quite detailed and, and scientific, philosophical, rigorous discussion on this topic, I'm really not sure on it. But there's one thing that I do know for certain which is that I would definitely like to live in a society and I would definitely choose friends that believe in libertarian free will over the opposite, right? Wouldn't wouldn't you? I'm I'm almost certain that if you could conduct a social experiment where you could accurately gauge how much a given society versus a different society believed in libertarian free will, I'm almost certain that you would find that the society that believes strongly in libertarian free will was a happier, freer, much better place to live. So if Sam Harris is right, and after listening to some real detailed discussion on this topic, I suspect he is, if Sam Harris is right, then free will then libertarian free will is a quite useful illusion worth embracing now you may totally disagree with ruch's sentiment you may think something that's just a lot more mainstream like that courtship has just become more difficult in the modern age for both men and women You may disagree with the premise of the book itself, that we have lost free speech, and that if we don't get it back, that we are facing a dire decline of the most advanced, progressive, compassionate, good society that this planet has ever seen. But logically, if you are logical, you must see how Roush's ideas, like libertarian free will, that these ideas lead to profound personal development on an individual level for yourself and that they result in a more free and healthy society. Or at least you will if you read this book which I encourage you to do again I'm Jonathan and I encourage you to subscribe to this channel if you found this book review interesting and insightful i also have some podcasts and other reviews that i put out on my other channel which is limitlessmindset.com so i'll encourage you to subscribe to my playlist for my podcasts and my book reviews, which I'll link below this video. Thanks again, and I look forward to a continued conversation with you. This video series is going to present some cutting edge biohacking techniques and techniques